I had a cigarette in my hand. I thought it was a pen. I started writing a letter to my congressman. I told him about misery and corruption in Batcave. Deaf rock girls who have danced at new clubs in the city while trying to get off drugs and how they really, really care. And if more vegetarian vampires could concentrate on disclaimer malpractice, sitting in the dark channeling the combined energy of all the lost infant souls in the spear around, then we could all sip licorice-flavored alcoholic beverages down by the lazy rivers of the Jordan. Or the Rhine. I don't have a beef with you. Or a terrible, bitter starvation for or in general. And it's really hurting my lungs, this fag. You can't say fag anymore. It's a cigarette. Oh, it's marinated with the fear of the CCPP and laced with the heavy metal power ballads, giving me the clout to we stationary soaked in my favorite perfume and to put a stamp on Upside Down. It only proves how much smell there really is. Here and now. Before ancestors in Flint or even citrus colored sport bottles. Well, you get your priorities straight. And I'm not like them. But I can pretend And the sun is gone But I have a light The day is done But I'm having fun I think I'm dumb Maybe just happy I think I'm just happy I think I'm just happy I think I'm just happy My heart is broke, I have some glue, and help me inhale, and Mindy with you, we'll float around, hang out on clouds, and then we'll come down, and have a hangover, have a hangover, and have a hangover, and have a hangover. In the sun, Boston, wish you were so it's cheap. Lesson learned, please wish me luck. Silver burn, don't wake me up. And I'm not like them, I can pretend that the sun is gone, but I have light. That day is done, I'm having fun I think I'm dumb, I think I'm just happy 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 I think I'm dumb, I think I'm dumb I think I'm dumb. 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 Dumb by Nirvana, Kurt Cobain Journals. Welcome you to the show. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Porch Talk. This is your host, Alan. And tonight we are burning the phone lines down to get up with Logan Ferguson. He's out in Dallas, and he's originally from the New Hope. 
community of Columbus, Mississippi, if you're familiar. And so he was recently involved in uh, acting in the Game of Thrones promo on top of some other work. We'll get into that. But, brother, how you doing? It's good to have you on, man. What's I'm good? I'm doing good. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, man. No problem. And so let's just to get a feel for who you are. Um, so just tell us a little bit about growing up and just tell it for those who don't know a little bit about New Hope in the Columbus area. Yeah, so if you don't know, New Hope's a really tiny town, a suburb of Columbus, and Columbus has about 25,000 people, I'd say, if I were to give an estimate. Yeah. So I was actually born in Alabama. Um, Road tide. Ra- yep. <laughs> Raised in Columbus. Um, I come from a preacher family. My dad was a preacher all through high school. Okay. And uh, yeah, <clears throat> grew up with three siblings. I have a little sister. Uh, she She is a junior at New Hope High School, where I graduated. And I have a twin brother named Matthew and an older brother named Cale. He, he was known as Caleb Yeah, I was t- was in high school. But, I, I was telling you a, a little bit before we got started that me and him go back. We go back yeah. some years. <laughs> I didn't even realize that. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, so like when I saw your last name was Ferguson, I was like, I have to ask. <laughs> yeah, yep. yep, that's me. <laughs> but yeah, graduated from New Hope in uh, 2012. And I actually went to college, uh, majored in social work, completely different from, uh, <laughs> from you know, being an actor. But uh, got a job down in Dallas as a social worker um, working in homeless services, uh, working as a social worker at a homeless shelter. And But growing up, I, I did theater, like community theater, through the uh, YMCA. Okay. And just, you know, my biggest passion was always acting and you know, of course, being in Mississippi, the opportunities for that are, are very, very slim. Far between. Yeah, you kind of just got to, if, if you want to do it, you got to do it as a hobby. It's not really a good career path if you're living in uh, Columbus. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, when I moved out to Dallas, I it just kept tugging at me. And, you know, I just kind of started and I went full force once I started. So. Well, I hear you, man. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's back up just a little bit, just kind of going yeah. back during the high school days and all that. So were you involved, or are you and your brother, uh, Matthew especially, I guess, since y'all were twins, were y'all involved in a lot of sports, or uh, were y'all like polar, no, polar uh, opposites, or was it... You know, I wanted to be, <laughs> like I would have loved to uh, be involved in sports, but that was just never my gift, you know. <laughs> I got you. Uh, I tried out football, and I tried out um, basketball when I was way younger, and it just, it, you know, it was never my in my in the cards for me, so... I kind of just hung that up and just really focused on uh, my work as an actor when I was in high school and just um, you gotcha. know, just finding what you could doing plays and stuff. Gotcha, awesome. And so, like, while you were in Columbus, were you at the W? Did you do any of that down there? Or I don't, I don't know. I don't guess you had to be a student. I'm not sure. No, uh, I didn't. Um, I didn't do plays through the W. I did them through the YMCA. There's the uh, downtown ymca in columbus and uh i don't know if they still do them um last i heard that they're they're not this was a, a few years ago but but yeah i did i did plays through the ymca that was kind of really the only the only community theater we had growing up and so i i just really enjoyed it growing up and it kind of just paved the way for me yeah man i, I just like um i went to school at south lamar so I was just right down the road from y'all. Okay. And, um, man, I was fairly in the archery for a while. Like, um, spent summers making self-bows, like out of a hickory wood stave or Osage wood stave. 
and wow. uh, it was it, yeah, and it was a it was a great pastime. It was a great hobby. I spent a lot of time, spent a lot of summer days doing it. Went and shot competitions, but it wasn't anything. That's awesome. It wasn't really anything offered, you know, around here. It wasn't anything right. like there wasn't really a community for it. Yeah, there's not. Yeah, there's He's not. I mean, kind of an outsider. He was always outside right. looking in. Right. And so yeah, I kind of I mean, get what the, you're saying. Yeah, it's like everybody always, you know, focuses on you know, sports. Like, yeah, football, especially in basketball, baseball is really big, and so. Oh yeah, uh, New, New Hope was know. always huge in baseball. Right, and if you're not really involved in that. Yeah, you can kind of forget it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. So, I mean, I get it. Uh, <laughs> that's why I kind of asked to kind of gauge where you were as you was coming up. Is like, was you trying the sports out? Or how, how did you even get into acting? How did you get involved with that? So, it was just, it was an so, interest that you kind of pursued. Was, yeah, yeah. like, I, I just remember being, I was in the sixth grade when I did my first play. And it was actually a school play. It wasn't the YMCA. And I just, I was like, you know, I think Matthew, my twin brother, he, he had, been talking about how how he wanted to do a play or something and i was like oh i'll do it that'll be cool you know that might be fun i never even considered that an option of course i was 12 but i, I did it and for some reason i just it's like something clicked it, i just fell in love with it and it's all you know it's all i really cared about to be honest uh school i, I didn't care about school at all yeah right i was not i was not an a student at all yeah and and that's it's really easy to be an A student at New Hope, so that's, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it says a lot about your, your trying, huh? Yeah, yeah. So I did the school play in sixth grade, seventh grade, and eighth grade. And, of course, at New Hope High School, they, they didn't really have plays offered. And so I advanced my career up to community, you know. <laughs> right. So. And so just as you was getting ready to graduate, was that what you were looking for in a college? Is that what led no. you out to Texas? No, not at all. Oh, that's uh, right. You said it was like social work. Yeah, yeah. So how'd you how'd you land on that? Like, uh, I don't know what what I was thinking, you know, now in hindsight, but but for some reason I just was like, you know, I'm going to go to college and I'm going to really focus on schoolwork. I'm not. I'm going to give. I'm going to hang the acting thing up. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's really easy being from a small town, not really thinking that that you will ever be able to make it or or be able to really follow your your passion especially if it's something like acting or or music or you know any of the arts so i, I really all through college i just focused on schoolwork mm-hmm. and did not even touch any type of acting at, like you know whether it was like student films or or uh you know school theater i didn't i didn't even touch any of that yeah, and then when I moved uh, down to Dallas, it was about six months after I lived here. I I started, you know, and and, and backing up all the way through college, I thought about it. You know, I, I it was like tugging at me. Like I I would think about, man, I really wish I I could, you know, be involved in some type of production, whether it was right. theater, whether it was film. I'd never been involved in film as of then. So but, um, the college you were at was that something even offered there? Yeah, I mean, uh, they had, like, really, really small student films. Like, they had, like, a five-minute film competition. I think that was mainly the only thing that they had uh, when it came to film. But they had they had a pretty big theater department. But I guess I I don't want to say I outdo theater because I have a ton of respect for, for actors in theater because it's hard work and it's it's very demanding and it, 
you know, it's it's a very, very uh, exhausting art form, but it was never my passion. Okay, and so, like, just, just, just to break that down, like, the difference, I guess, between, like, the theatrics of uh, doing a stage play and acting, I guess, in a show or a movie, what are some of the main differences in that? Man, <laughs> so when you're doing a, a play or a musical, mm-hmm. um, you have to do a lot of rehearsals in advance. With film, you don't really rehearse. You may do a couple run-throughs of a scene when you're like right before you film it before they say action just to you know kind of minimize error so you can really like do as least amount of takes as possible so does it feel um, like more off the cuff yeah in a way and in theater you know you do you do your your play or your musical and it's 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 very continuous you do the first act the second act and the third act and it's all the way through at the same time and every performance you you give is going to be different right in a way yeah um, okay. It's, you know, each performance is going to have its its uniqueness to it. With film, it's very choppy. So, so like for instance, I just filmed something yesterday. Okay. And you know, we filmed out of order. You know, we the first thing we filmed was actually um, one of the last things that is going to be shown in the episode. That's cool. Yeah, and so it's it's just very um, it's it's a lot less. There's no continuity to it. Yeah. And it's very, very serious all the time. You know, like even if you're doing a comedy in order to get sound right, in order to get, you know, there's really no shenanigans happening behind the scenes if it's really, you know, professional. Yeah. Like, you know, you'll have fun when you're not on call, maybe like waiting, waiting to be called. But but when you're on set waiting for action, you know, it's all like business. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, sure. Man, I can kind of tell you, I got just a touch of like the student film experience and like what you're talking about with like the real choppy stuff. Mm-hmm. We, we've been doing like some of the uh, making promo videos and doing oh, cool. doing short uh, short sketches and things like that, and it's all shot off of iPhones. And then we send it to one iPhone, and you know, do the iMovie Maker right there, and it's all you know got the little intro for it and slap it together. Sometimes we'll film it backwards, and um, I've done that on, like, the one that's up on Facebook. You can see that one. It's, I, it's called The Fight. And if you look at the clock, um, I filmed some of the scenes out of order, so the clock is never right. It's The, oh. the time's never right. Yeah. And like, yeah, that's, that's and, what they call a continuity error. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, like, and there'll be items displaced throughout. Like, the, there's a pineapple, and it it, mm-hmm. get, it gets back put on the shelf, and you never see how it happened. Or, you know, just things in the background that's going on. Yeah, they take all that really serious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and, um, you know, another thing, uh, like, say, it's a really emotional scene. And, like, for instance, uh, I filmed... 14 hours the other night uh like from 5 p.m to 7 a.m wow well yeah yeah and in this in the scene i'm not going to go into too much detail because i, don't like, I mean so like that. was it just but, uh, this this one scene was 14 hours just getting it just yeah, right that that one scene probably took a little over an hour maybe two hours okay but it was a really short scene but in the scene my character so it's it's kind of like a i would compare it to like a law and order type show um it's not out yet but it, it'll be premiering uh, i think in june um on the id channel and it okay. it's a cool. um it's a cop show and it follows three detectives and i guess start on one episode 
And in the scene, me and my friend, uh, my character and his friend are there. They're out one night, like driving around in the woods. And and the guy who played my friend, he uh, his character gets murdered. Oh wow! And, uh, and and my character has to be the one to identify his body. And like it, it's one of those suspenseful things. Like, okay, is the friend a suspect kind of thing? So you got to go in kind of twisted. Yeah, yeah. But in the scene, it called for me to like break down and sob and like you know like he's just seeing his friend his friend's lifeless body on the ground and so it's like Mm -hmm. very tense emotional you know unlike theater you know we did 10 to 15 takes probably and one to two hours and on each take i had to bring it you know like i had to bring the emotions that were necessary Mm -hmm. to sell uh, what was happening in my character's experience and so that was one of the more difficult things i've had to pull off just because it was it's very exhausting and, and having to go to that dark place and not leave even in between takes so that yeah. you can bring it, you know. And just over and over. Right, right. It's like <laughs> when can this friggin' end? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean they say like uh with Heath Ledger's Joker, I mean that's really kinda what drove him the work what did him in. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, I kinda get that. You know, you definitely have to you have to have healthy uh, outlets and healthy coping mechanisms good support group especially if you're doing really difficult roles and and ones that demand um you to play you know if, especially like a, a deranged serial killer or something you're definitely going to want some uh healthy uh, yeah. r&r afterwards <laughs> yeah definitely you want to you need to feel like a human being again that's not that right. way exactly while we're while we're on that what about like just your support system has the family been extremely supportive of the decisions and some of the moves you've made or is it kind of like i don't know you're kind of chasing the pipeline or you know yeah that's uh that's something i was very concerned about not not that my family's unsupportive but you know i think it's just out of concern like i was worried that they would be concerned that like okay, do we need to tell Logan that he just needs to kind of focus on this as a hobby and not, you know, yeah. like it's hard to make it out there. But really when I started and especially as I've progressed and had more opportunities and I guess chances to prove myself, yeah, um, sure. they've, just, they've just been so supportive. They are into it. They're all into it. They're into everything. When I did the Game of Thrones thing, uh, it was called Lead for the Throne. Mm-hmm. They, my dad and my twin brother actually flew out and, and came and got to visit set. Oh, that is and, awesome. Um, yeah, and it was just really cool. And, and so, yeah, my family's been super supportive. I, I'm just so thankful. That's, and my friends have too. That's great, man. Because I know a lot of times you get caught off and everybody thinks it's like a pipeline and like you just kind of yeah, feel like you're on an island. Logan, Logan's got his head in the clouds yeah. chasing this pipe dream. Yeah. Why don't yeah. you come on down here with everybody else, big guy? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's time to grow up. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's have a sit down intervention with Logan. No, but it's been great. It's been you know even people that um, I haven't really you know seen since high school or or seen since I was a kid even mm-hmm. or, people that my parents know they've reached out you know either to me or to my parents you know like on their Facebook and stuff and offer their encouragement and support for me to keep going and that they're proud of me and you know that they're excited for me and that's just been very humbling and encouraging to me yeah man that is awesome all right so to back it back up with college and like you were in the social work for some time Mm -hmm. and so was acting at this point was it making its way into being more of a hobby and so how, how did it 
What what happened after social work? What kind of what what went down? Well, so when I started, so what I did was I I started taking acting classes because I I thought about you know looking for some plays. But now was this at the school or is this kind of like just in in the town? This this was after college. This was when I moved to Dallas. Okay. Okay. Where'd you yeah. go to college, by the way? Did we go over that? Uh, it, it's a um, <laughs> it's a private Christian college okay. called Harding University in Arkansas. Then Christian. when I moved down to Dallas, um, about six months after, I was like thinking about getting back into acting in some form or other, and I, I thought about you know getting involved in some type of theater show or or whatnot. And then I, I started thinking, you know, well, I live in a bigger city now. There's probably some filming opportunities. So I wonder if there are any good acting classes around here that I could get involved in. And there were a bunch, actually. I found out that there was actually a, a market out here for, for film. And, that uh, you know, there are actually a few TV shows that film in Dallas, you know, primetime TV shows. And I was like, okay, yeah. maybe this is an option for yeah. me while I'm in Dallas. And so I, I started doing acting classes. And one of the things that I, I had been thinking about it for like two to three months leading up to it, and I, you know, the thing that kept me from from doing it was like I, I just knew in my heart that if I started that if I start taking acting classes I know I'm I'm gonna have to commit like I'm not gonna be able to I'm not gonna be able to to turn back yeah but I just uh, I did it and <laughs> like I thought originally I haven't been able to turn back it's just been you know the first, of course when you're training and stuff it's you know the opportunities aren't just gonna like fly your way. It's a lot about networking and building up your skill set and, you know, marketing yourself, which I loathe, by the way. I, I despise it, but... Um, <laughs> let's let's talk that. about that for a second. Let's, like, first night in at the acting class, what was that like? Was it nerve-wracking? Did you kind of know what to expect? Very, very nerve-wracking. Very nerve-wracking. And so, like, and, is uh, this kind of like... Have you seen The Disaster Artist? No, I have not. I've been wanting to see. I was about it, to say, there's a scene at the very beginning of the movie where they're in an acting class, and I was like, I don't know if this is what an acting class looks like, but this is kind of. I don't have an issue with being outgoing. You know what I'm saying? But I was like, right. this is kind of very on the spot. Is that it was like being called out to just go do a scene with somebody you probably never met? Is that what it's like? Yeah. Well. Well, actually, um, it, I mean, maybe in some acting classes, but the technique. You know, there's different acting techniques and. Um, and so the technique that I was, that I've been trained in my coach, she'll send, she'll send us a, a scene and then we'll, we'll have a week to memorize the lines and rehearse together and then perform it in class. And then after we perform it the first time, she'll give us notes afterwards about what, what didn't work and what did work. And, you know, she, the good, you know, this is a great thing about her. She does not mince words. She is very honest. Yeah. <laughs> and so obviously that yeah. was very critical you know i'm gonna have my ass handed to me by by my coach and i don't know any of these people and they're gonna think i suck yeah and you know the the first night i actually we have to if if you're wanting to enroll in her class you have to uh, go and observe the advanced class um, before you enroll to make sure that it's something that you want to do and it's for free and so i did that and it was very nerve-wracking doing that and then you know, just seeing all these actors who I was like, okay, they're great. You yeah, know, they're, they're so much they're, better you know, than I am. I thought I was right, okay. Right, and and you know, I you know, I heard them having their little conversations. Oh, my agent, you know, this, my agent, that. Like, I didn't know what 
like I was like, they have an agent. That's so cool. Yeah. Like I want an agent. How do I get one of those? Yeah. And so, where's the line at? Right, right, right. Like, do they do they just like hand out like agents yeah. to you? Like, I feel like it's once like, I get an agent, I'll, once I have an agent, that like that's when I know I'll make it. Yeah, you know? that, that's I've made it at this point. I've, I'm there. <laughs> right. And so I was like, whoa, this is the real deal. And then so obviously I was like, okay, yeah, I'm enrolling. And then my first night, I just bombed it. It was <laughs> terrible. My scene partner, I love her. I still know her to this day, my first scene partner. But like, <laughs> it was one of those things where she gave me criticisms, but they were helpful. Like, yeah, she ripped us apart, but like in a very, very helpful and uh, and constructive way. Yeah. And so that's like, that's what you need. You know, you need, you don't need somebody to tell you that you're amazing when you suck. You need somebody to tell you when you suck and tell you what you need to do to make it better. Yeah, exactly. We, yeah, uh, and so, well, he had something similar to this brought up in episodes gone by. It was talking about music and, um, it was, oh, you yeah? know, one of the, one of the guests friends, he had a band years gone by and they weren't good. But they they would get a lot of gigs and things, but he was like, nobody ever told him that it wasn't good, and I always thought it was such a shame. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and he was like, some of the crowd would be into it, but he's like, I've seen like people leave because they were there. Oh, man, that's, yeah, that's tough. I couldn't imagine that. And he's like, I always, I, I never felt like I was that guy, though. <laughs> yeah, and it's... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's, it's really easy to take that stuff personally, you know? And you're like, you know, when you think you're the real deal and you're the whole package. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, that would really take all the wind out of your sails. Yeah, yeah. It, it or definitely... it would blow you up toward, like, come on, pride. Blow me yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, the entertainment business has a way of, uh, they, you know, the entertainment business will find a way to to make you as humble as possible. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're constantly in the spotlight, man. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And just, um, you know. Couldn't imagine some of the things. Like, every little word is almost scrutinized. Yeah, yeah. And, and then and, even um, down to the roles you take. Yeah, yeah. I, I had a project that I auditioned for back in, uh, like, February, and, and I didn't get it. And honestly, I was a, a little relieved just because I was like, you know, I don't know if I want to... Uh, contribute to this yeah that makes sense yeah sure Uh, and it wasn't even really that controversial but just the mission like the director and and i knew what she was trying to convey uh, i knew what she was trying to accomplish yeah like what message she was trying to send by by making this project and i was just like you know i don't know if i want to pardon that but you got to get a paycheck too (laughs) yeah that sounds bad but you know like when you're not when you're not an a-lister when you're not uh, on the red carpet of the Oscars, you gotta you gotta be willing to. You gotta put your neck out there. Exactly, exactly, and you gotta realize that you know, okay, this role doesn't make me who I am. I'm uh-huh. playing a part, and it. You have to be able to separate yourself from the projects that you take. Yeah, but you also have to know your boundaries, and you have to know your limits. And if it if it is going to you know if it's going to cross a moral, you know, some type of moral boundary for you, it's important to to know that and it's important to to make your to set your boundaries and stick to them oh absolutely man it's it's not only with that though i think it's with uh many of the choices that we make just day to day right 
absolutely. I mean, because I mean, yeah, it, it is it is a reflection everybody. it is a reflection of you in a way, but in a sense, it's not because I mean that's kind of a strange career to where right. like and, people will and, personify you by what they see on television. Right, and, and you know. <laughs> All of these, all of these actors that we know and that we've known all our lives, um, you know, it feels like almost that we are involved in their life, and we feel like we we know them. We follow them on social media. Yeah. We, um, we see their interviews in magazines. We we listen to their podcast interviews. Yeah. We uh, exactly. We we see that you know, like you said, it's a spotlight. But we really don't know them. The only time we've ever seen them is when they're in front of a camera. The only time we've ever seen them, whether it's in a picture or on a video, we haven't seen them in real life at all, or most of us haven't. So for me, it's just one of those things where, like, on set, things are really... If, if you're on a good set, I mean, of course, I've been on bad sets. Every, I'm, you know, most actors have. But things are really professional, and it is a, a professional atmosphere. And, you, you know, you see these intimate, you know, sex scenes or, or whatever. In reality, when it's being filmed, it's very, very technical and, and very professional. And I know that sounds weird because on camera it, it looks so intimate and it looks so You're blowing natural. me away right like now. <laughs> yeah, it looks like we're a fly on the wall, but but in in reality, it's it's not it's not that way at all when when you're filming it. Smoke and mirrors. Right, exactly, exactly. And so, uh, for me, it I really understand now, like why people take roles that are very far from them, or even maybe their beliefs, because it's not to me. It's like you know, it, because it's in the public eye, it is a reflection. But mm-hmm. to me, it's not a reflection of who I am because I'm becoming a different person. That's what makes me an actor. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. Taking taking the flesh of uh, another human being. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's the, Stepping it's the into whole somebody's skin. That's it. Sounds it. so creepy. I hear, you know, people say like, you know, I'm stepping into somebody's skin, and I'm just like that. Just you know, choose other words, man. Yeah, it's a weird analogy. <laughs> so, man, while out in Texas, um, I want to hear the story. This got leaked to me about how you got involved with South by Southwest, how that went down. Oh, this is a long story. Are you ready? Yeah, this is a podcast too, by the way. We got <laughs> plenty right. of time. So it actually starts back in uh, December of 2017. My agent sent me this project request for me to audition. So what my agent does, she'll submit me for auditions and it the casting director likes my look or thinks my look is a good match and they might watch my demo reel or, you know, look at my resume. They'll, they'll call me in for an audition. Yeah. And so I was called in for this audition. It was called pride of Texas. Um, and it was for South by Southwest. I had no, I, I was like, okay, what kind of like Western Renaissance fair is this? And, yeah. <laughs> and, um, but I was like, you know, it's paid like, why not? You know? And yeah. So, what do you got to lose? Yeah, exactly. And the, they call it a breakdown, like in the description and the breakdown, it, it said that it was going to be a pretty big deal. And so I was like, okay, you know, maybe I'll meet some, meet some industry folks or something at the very least if I book, if I book this. Yeah. And a lot of auditions, especially nowadays are self taped So you just tape them yourself. Uh, either you go to a taping coach who can tape you and read the lines or you get one of your friends to do it. Yeah. And so I did it myself because I didn't have the money to get a self tape, a taping coach at the time. And I 
sent it in. And then like the next day or a couple days after my agent, it's like, Hey, you got a call back. And I was like, yes, this was my, this was my first call back actually after, after signing with my agent. So I was pumped. Wow. I didn't know what this project was, but I was, I was just like, yes, like, okay, finally a little tiny bit of momentum going. Yeah. And so, um, something good I this go way to, comes. I, yeah, I, exactly. I drive down to Austin um, to do this callback and it was so overwhelming. It was very nerve wracking because I, you know, in the audition room, there's the director and all of the production team. And they're just like, in like on, on this long table, just sitting, staring at you. And, and on top of that, I had to audition with like six other, five other actors. There were six of us in a room. Oh, wow. Well, was y'all, um, was y'all doing the part in front of one another or? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awkward. Yeah. And like, you know, exactly. It's very awkward. And then they had us do some improv, and I'm like, what in the world is this project? And, you know, Pride of Texas, that's just very a weird, you know, it just felt very weird to me. Yeah. Well, then my, my agent, usually, you know, the turnaround for especially bigger projects is really, really fast. You know, usually you hear something in a few days at tops a week. Well, I hadn't heard anything in a month. Yeah, so you thought uh, it was dead. Right. I was like, you know, I didn't get it, whatever. At least I got a call back, you know. At least, you know, maybe the casting director, you know, maybe they liked me, whatever, but the, they chose to go with somebody else for some reason. You know, you just, you, you got to have really positive self-talk in this business. And then about a month after that, I got, you know, an email from my agent saying, hey, they want you on. And I was like, what? That's awesome. <laughs> still, still didn't know what it was. And then. She was like, okay, I'm sending you over the NDA, which if you don't know what an NDA is, it's a non-disclosure agreement. And at the top it said Westworld HBO oh. South by Southwest. And I was like, like I I think I like like screamed like a girl in my apartment. Um, <laughs> I would have too. <laughs> like I was like I was like in the bathroom, like brushing my teeth or something. I was just freaking out. <laughs> um I didn't even know what role I had. I was just it didn't like, matter. Oh yeah, so I just like skimmed through the NDA. I was like, that's very legal looking, I'm, uh, but I'm just going to skim it over and sign it because there's no way, like, I, I'm letting them name their conditions and I will do whatever, you know, I will literally do this for free. It's Westworld, whatever. And, I, for, and for those who don't know, just tell them what Westworld is. Yeah, so, yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, a lot of people actually don't know what Westworld is. Matthew, my twin brother, I was like, hey, guess what I booked? And he was like, what? And I told him Westworld. He was like, cool. And I was like, it's kind you... of a big deal. I was like, do you know what Westworld is? He was like, no. <laughs> but, anyways, Westworld, it's a sci fi Western drama, a conglomeration of the three that is on. HBO, it's won Emmys. It's it's basically HBO since Game of Thrones is going out. It was kind of their big show to kind of take away the the pain of losing Game of Thrones. Yeah, and so it's gotten really big. It's it's a very very good show. Of course, I, I didn't watch it at the time, but when I booked it, I of course I binge watched it. And the, right. that was the director his first assignment to the actors is if you haven't watched the show, make sure you watch the show. Um, and I don't want to go, I'm still, uh, you know, just being, uh, having signed that NDA. I don't want to, I don't want to reveal too much. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's fine, so dude. You can, I understand. You know, I can talk about the project. 
I just don't want to talk about like our assignments or like what, you know, what the leading up to it was like or anything like that. So basically HBO, in order to promote the second season, the first season had ran the spring before, I think uh, it was uh, 2016 maybe. Okay. And season two was uh, uh, set to come out spring of 2018. And so, HBO decided to build basically the set of Westworld, uh, where Westworld takes place. They they built the town of Sweetwater, which a little background. Westworld is about a uh, it's a town called Sweetwater, and it's actually like a theme park for people to go to and fulfill their wildest dreams. And they have uh, life like robots called hosts, um, and they are you know they have all this. It's it's Western themed, obviously, and you can basically do whatever you want there. You know, have sex with you know robotic hosts and right. uh, kill as many people as you want, and yeah. you know, rob the bank or whatever. You're just you're so just living you're just living in a dream, it's, right? It's right. a fantasy, and, and this is going to make sense in a few in a, in a couple minutes. But uh, at the end of season one, spoiler alert. Um, at the end of season one, they kind of did a sneak peek of another park. So they revealed that there's not just Westworld, there's other places like Westworld that have different, you know, themes or settings. And the one that they teased was a place called Shogun World, which was um, Samurais. Oh, wow. Yeah, and so they built the town of Sweetwater where Westworld takes place and hired actors to portray ho- uh, the hosts, the robots, and they allowed guests, they allowed uh, people attending South by Southwest to come to Westworld and get to experience Westworld. And so they basically built the entire town, and it was it was amazing. It was incredible. And it actually, what I did, I was, a, I was, I... They did all this I, out in Texas? Yeah, this was in Austin. They built this town inside of Austin. Or just like on the outskirts? Yeah, it was on the outskirts of Austin in a, uh, a place called Ghost Town. I mean, it was just like this Western thing. But that they is didn't, so they, dope. Yeah, and they, I mean, they built, they built like actual buildings in less than a week. Um, it was just incredible. It was so. so no, it wasn't no cardboard cutout. It was legit. Yeah, you can you can look at it on IMDb. I'm not gonna talk about the budget or anything but yeah. uh, but you can find it on imdb it's yeah. called, uh, under imdb it's on uh it's called westworld interactive experience okay and i was cast as a sneak peek uh, they called me an easter egg for season two and i portrayed a a samurai that was misplaced um and found and woke up in westworld and it basically kind of alludes to okay something's not right and you know another spoiler alert um, the robots are actually becoming conscious. Uh oh. And, and they might not like what all these guests are are, are putting them through. Uh oh. Yeah, and so I knew the director. I made a ton of friends, you know, and others in the cast. Yeah. Um, Doing any networking. Just, right, right. And so I was on my way to Mississippi actually for uh, to go visit my parents for Christmas this past December. Okay. And uh, I'm with my friend Audrey. Uh, she went to New Hope too. Her name is Audrey Mokel. Okay. Uh, she's one of my best friends. Um, and we, we carpooled. She lives in Dallas too. And I get this email from the director. I'm like, oh, I haven't heard from him in a while. And I'm driving. So I give the phone to her. And I'm like, hey, read this email. I can't wait till I get home to read this. <laughs> and yeah. uh, she reads it to me. 
and basically they kind of did the similar thing. They didn't call it Pride of Texas, obviously, but they called it something else. And I was like, and it said, it said in the breakdown, you have to ha- uh, effectively speak in, in a British dialect. And they gave us a few British dialects to choose from, like um, the Yorkshire accent and the the RP, which is standard British. Can and you I was like, give give the- give us give us an example, man, if you can. Uh, okay, so um, give, what's the Yorkshire? The Yorkshire, it's like this, and then and then there's the RP. It's okay. very proper and very precise, very and nice. a little snobby, if you know what I mean. Okay. Yeah, I feel yeah. you. <laughs> I got you. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, I uh, it was kind of the same audition process as the as the Westworld thing, and I knew off the bat what it was for because I was like, okay, Game of Thrones is gonna they're gonna go big for their final season. Like, oh, yeah. there's no way I, I didn't know that they were going to do this but but off the cuff when I got that email I knew it was Game of Thrones immediately obviously I didn't have any confirmation but just knowing previously um, and so I flipped the hell out I just flipped out and auditioned for it and um, when I got I was in acting class when I got the email from the casting director that I are you in an it. advanced acting class at this time yeah I actually coach there now <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah, yeah, actually coach at the studio now. Well, that's cool. Uh, What's it called for those maybe listening in the uh, Dallas area? Yeah, yeah, if you're in Dallas, check out um, T-Bell Actors Studio. The coach, her name is Teresa Bell. She's just incredible. She lived in, she did the whole Hollywood thing in the 80s and 90s. Got her SAG card from Oliver Stone, which is one of the biggest mm-hmm. producers in Hollywood yeah. of our time. And so she's really, really experienced, and she's an expert and a master uh, when it comes to acting in the industry. And so, yeah, I actually teach the Saturday beginners class. And so, um, well, that's awesome, man. Yeah, it's kind of cool how it came full circle for you, I guess. So, how'd that start? So, a couple years ago, when I you know, like almost a year into me, actually it wasn't, it was about a year and a half ago. And I had been at the studio for almost a year, but I was just, you know, my money was running thin and I was just like, you know, I'm going to have to take a couple months off the back in class. And I told my coach and, and I, you know, I'd gotten to know my coach really, pretty well and really developed a, a pretty good bond with her. And I told her that I wasn't going to be able to participate for the next couple months. And she reached out to me and was like, Hey, do you want to do you want to be the class monitor for my one of my beginners classes which basically that just means that I keep class running smoothly and and I tape all the scenes so that she can focus on coaching and so I just focus on you know telling everybody to shut the hell up right so I was like and she she said if you do that if you if you want to do that you'll you know uh, you won't have to pay for class and so obviously I was like oh my gosh yes like that's it, it came at the perfect time for me yeah, win-win um, at that point. Yeah, and so you get you uh, get to you get to film and see amateur mistakes and work <laughs> and work on yourself, and then you're going for free. Right, exactly. Like I got to hear her give people, you know, talk about her experience and her expertise, and and say all of these like just you know profound things. Not only three hours a week but now i got to do it six hours a week right because class lasts three hours 
then the studio has just been growing so fast. And so um, back in the fall, this past fall, she asked me if I was interested in and maybe coaching if she continued to grow. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. That would be amazing. And, you know, it's just been growing. And she finally opened up a a Saturday class just last month. And so uh, I've been training since January to, to start, but I just started coaching in my, you know, a class of my own at the beginning of March. And that, you know, it's been awesome. Cool, man. And I bet uh, I bet you're learning a lot more about yourself while you're doing it too. Probably yeah, a big yeah. Help. It's weird how that happens. It's like I'll I'll be coaching a scene and I'm I'm just like you know reveals things to me. I'm like I think about things that I never would have thought about when just you know doing it myself and not watching yeah. other other people. Yeah, and so you have the overall message that's trying to be conveyed. You're almost directing at this point. <laughs> yeah, that would be that would be great one of these days. I would love that. Yeah. And so you're just trying to get the the right emotion out of that. Okay, yeah, dude. That's awesome. That's cool. And so back to like the South by Southwest, you were on your way back uh, to Columbus yeah. with uh, Audrey. Yeah, yeah, with Audrey and um and she, you know, she told me uh, she she read the email for me and I started freaking out in the car and she was super happy for me. She probably thought I was like having that like some type of like mental break or something cuz I was freaking out so bad. <laughs> yeah. And then after that wore down a little bit, I did the audition. I did. I prepared so much for this. It's all I thought about leading up to it, leading up to the audition and the callback. I just I did so much prep work, and so when I booked it, I freaked out. It was confirmed that it was Game of Thrones, and it was so cool. Uh, do you do you watch Game of Thrones? I'm not gonna lie to you, I do not. I have okay. seen. Um like three episodes cool and it's, cool. Well, and, and it's it, not but... to say that it's not my thing it's just to say is it's an access thing is uh <laughs> I, I don't really watch a whole lot of tv oh okay i'm I gotcha. uh i'm a youtube guy nice and uh i don't know if it's nice but that's kind of where i'm at right now yeah so yeah, I'm, no I'm familiar I mean... with the show i know what it's about and so like on the set is this kind of like uh Tell me about these lions and tigers and dragons and bears and uh, these uh, hollow folk who look ridiculous. What does that make up like? Uh, are you talking about the White Walkers? Yes. Yeah, so actually I did not get to, there were not White Walkers where I was at. But, you know, for people who do watch the show who are listening, they they basically built, it's called the Red Keep and it's the throne room. They brought the, the legitimate Iron Throne in, oh, that's and, cool. Um, they I, put I know a bunch the throne of, you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty much everybody. If you if you have a heartbeat, you know what the Iron Throne is. Yeah. And they hired a bunch of actors to play Lannisters, to play Wildling, to play Dothraki, to play Unsullied, you know, to play people from Winterfell and the Vale and from Bravos and from um, everywhere, Red Priestesses. And so they brought all these actors in, made a story, and they were original characters. Um, so they weren't, you know, they're not in the show. These characters and the story, the stories were written specifically for this event, this promotional campaign. And so basically the characters that we played witnessed all the key events in the show. So when guests come through the experience, we're able to talk to them about what happened on the show and offer our, you know, eyewitness experiences. 
That's as, cool. you know, all these battles were happening and, you know, the dragons flew over our heads or whatnot, you know. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was awesome. It was awesome. Because, I mean, like, not knocking the show at all. It's like, I would watch it. It's just the access. And uh, the reason I don't like to have access is because I would know it would just drain my time. <laughs> yeah. With television, man, because I, I get hooked on it. And next thing oh, I know, yeah, ne- I ne- next, next thing I know, I was like, "Where did the day go?" I know, I know. It's it's like a black hole, and it's like you know you're in that black hole when you're watching Netflix, and it it pops up, it interrupts your episode, and it says, "Are you still watching?" And you're <laughs> like, "Okay, you don't have to rub it in my face." That yeah, I'm, uh, I know that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and this is the third but, time this week, and we're just three days in. Okay, oh, I, don't, right, I don't need right. to know this. Yeah. yeah. For me, it's like it's the third time today. <laughs> <laughs> that's like my that's my escape you know when i've had a long day i just come in lay, lay in bed and just watch tv and um just forget forget the world exists there you go but yeah it, you know that experience was it was definitely a life-changing experience just getting I imagine to, so because that's that is the hottest show right now yeah yeah and I getting mean, to was, be a part of it yeah and they you know it was, it was just so cool wearing the, the, the armor that, you know... Is yeah, and from so you, you were a Lannister guard, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, you know anything about Lannisters? We're, uh, we're not the, the kindest folk. So, yeah, it was really cool playing a Lannister uh, because they're like the, the show's most hated... <laughs> most, <laughs> most hated group of people. And I, I love playing villains. When I, when I first started, I, I was you know, cast in like the, the token, like nice guy. And so getting to play people, you know, getting to be in roles that are, that are menacing or evil. I don't know. It's, it's really fun. It's a lot of fun. Maybe maybe that's not a good thing, but I do enjoy it. (laughs) I don't know, man. Like, uh, like Johnny Depp, he's probably one of my favorite actors. And one of my favorite movies that he does is secret room. Yeah, that's a good one. And, is, is, uh, sec- I, I know I've heard of the secret window. Nah, secret window. Se- that's okay. it. I was, I was yeah, like, the secret window. Like, okay. The secret window. Yeah. And yeah, that's a, that's a good one. And like you want to talk about like menacing and like the whole time is like, no, nah, I didn't know this was going on. <laughs> I know, I know. This guy's messed up in the head, right? Mm-hmm. But I mean, he went and, through. Uh, he went through the mill. <laughs> right. Right. And um, yeah. So. I'm gonna have a hard time finding a, a project that's gonna to top that one, but but I have I have high hopes that that I will one day. <laughs> yeah, I, that's that blew me away. Like um, when Cole was telling me about you know telling me about you, and I was like, he was casting a, a promo for Game of Thrones, and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to we need to talk to him for sure. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's rapport, you know, and just that's somebody who doesn't even watch the show, but just like, uh, just involved in the culture of today. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a big thing, deal. But... It's a big part of the culture. It's like people have been just waiting, and I mean, we're we're at the eve of it. It's about to drop. The last season is mm-hmm. about to start. Oh, and trust me, I'm 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 on the edge of my seat and just with the summer man it's um it's shaping up to be not just for television but just for movies it's going to be one of mm-hmm. the biggest biggest summers in a while oh 
yeah. You got Endgame for Marvel if you're a comic book person. But I mean, oh even my if gosh, even don't if, even get me started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so I mean, even if you're not a comic book person, it's something that you're gonna go watch. I mean, that's gonna be that's gonna be a box office good grief. Yeah, I mean it's it's gonna it's gonna break its own records, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna break its own records again. <laughs> yeah, and and not only that, like I, I mean you have uh, DC trying to do like Shazam, and so they're trying to mm-hmm. do maybe like a Deadpool type thing. I'm not gonna knock DC. Um, so I mean you have that if once again if you're a comic book guy, and then yeah. mean, there's a ton of great movies. It's a it's a great summer for music. There's a lot of great festival lineups. I mean mm-hmm. we got a great summer coming. It's on its way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that uh, that TV show that I did, it's premiering this summer. And so... Can you release uh, the name of it? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's... Um, yeah, I can talk about the show. It's called Lone Star Justice. Okay. If you watch the ID channel, also known as the Investigation Discovery uh, channel, it follows three detectives. It's, it's based on real-life events. Three detectives who had lifelong careers... Um, and I may be getting a little of this wrong, um, but <laughs> but uh, what I know is that it follows three detectives that worked together in Tyler, Texas. It's a small town east of Dallas, about two hours, yeah. hour and a half, two hours east of Dallas. And uh, you know, it goes through all the uh, some some high uh, profile cases that they um, cracked. And so um, I played one of the suspects, one of the you know key witnesses one of the cases that is being featured on the show awesome that's great man yeah that's yeah, cool that was it was really cool to shoot you know like i said it was a 14 hour shoot and like once again you it's kind of like one of the more of those like villainous type things so where you're kind of yeah you're not the yeah, token um, good guy yeah it, it's one of those things where where i i didn't play it to to be a suspect but it's, it's one of those things where you don't really know what happens until the end so I'm really looking forward to to being able to watch that unfold and seeing like you know if 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 people are gonna think like that I did it or if it was the other suspects that did it and so um, yeah it was it was really cool the director production uh, crew was they were all great and um, it's gonna be really cool awesome why right, brother this is uh we're gonna go ahead and wrap this thing up. Logan, thank you so much for sitting in on another episode of Porch Talk. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me on. I had a good time. I yeah, man. Appreciate you bringing me on. Yeah, man. It's uh, it's great to hear that uh, someone from New Hope, Mississippi, in the Columbus, Mississippi area, is is out there, and it ain't just the pipeline. I mean, they doing the thing. <laughs> I'm trying, trying to get there. Why, brother? Um, Till next time, man. Peace out. All right. Peace out. All right. Well, all right. This has been another episode of Porch Talk. Here's your closing notes. So connect with Logan. That is lo.ferguson on uh, Instagram. Connect with him there. I'm also going to go out on a limb that he has a Facebook, and you can find him there as well. I'll be releasing some of the photos that he has shared with me while he was on set. Uh, for the Game of Thrones, really cool pictures. Um, so we'll be sharing some of that. You'll be seeing that on our uh, Instagram and Facebook on the Porch Talk page. All right, so on top of that, tomorrow is a big day, which uh, I don't know what tomorrow is for you. I don't know if you'll hear it. I don't know when you'll hear it. But uh, 
April 10th of 2019 is a huge day. And uh, it's not that huge, I guess it is. So, doing the Tiny Desk thing, got the song prepared for it. Haven't shared it on here yet. I'll, um, it'll be on our YouTube, and uh, I'll probably I'll put it on here. Uh, it's a cool song. Uh, it probably won't win, but that's fine. It's just a NPR Tiny Desk. is like my favorite thing. That's where I get a lot of my music. I love watching it. So, it's cool to be able to do that. And... Uh, I'm reaching out to people as I speak right now, editing this episode, trying to get some of my artists and just different people involved on this. And so to have different dynamics going on in the video, whatever the set is. And so it is a tiny desk, so I, we have we have a tiny desk. And so it's it's going to be a lot of fun, and I, I hope the video is uh, as much fun as it was to to write the song and to play it and uh it's not exactly a happy song either but anyway all right guys getting out of here appreciate y'all um connect with us connect with uh logan connect with uh porch talk connect with us peace out